Welcome once again to The Real Money Show, hosted by your friends at Guildhall Wealth Management. This is a show about everything related to gold, silver, precious metals, fancy colored diamonds. There is a lot to talk about today, and this has been a busy week. With us on the show today is Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management, and Paul Wiseman, President of Guildhall Wealth Management, myself, Darren Long, and we are going to start this week's show with what's happening in gold and silver. And Jeremy, I'll remind everybody before we get going, we are not your planners, your advisors. We are experts in the arenas that we discuss here on the show, gold in the physical form, silver, physical, everything precious metals, and natural fancy colored diamonds. We're going to spend a little bit on each topic, and as we do, we'll find out what's been happening in these markets in the broad sense. Now, both gold and silver this week had, and we're taping on Thursday, a fairly stable week until this morning where both seemingly came into the market, opened up higher in the overnight markets in Hong Kong, and are continual, uh, continuing to go higher as we tape this show right now. Uh, gold and silver both above uh, their weekly average, and coming into today's show, gold was trading just below 1300 and silver uh, just below $17 an ounce. And Jeremy, both metals are up now. Yeah, it's, um, I guess perhaps to the passive viewer, it was definitely a stable week. I think that we saw some big battles happening every morning in the in the gold and silver market where gold really wanted to break above 13, silver really wanted to break above 17, and you would keep seeing the market getting up to that level and being beaten back down. But uh, we, we broke through, which is a great thing, which means we're just shy of the green for both metals. Silver just needs to get to 1727, which we're pretty close to. Gold 1320, which we've been above several times throughout uh, 2018. So we're really happy about uh, the fact that we've won this battle uh, over the past week. And I think one of the biggest things as well, we've talked about on the show, the silver gold ratio, while that's been at extreme levels, 83 to 1 silver to gold, we actually saw that come down dramatically this week down to 76. So that's a good sign, not just for silver, but for both metals in general. Well, nice little pop for both metals and they are fighting a battle. There's no doubt about it. There is still pressure from the US dollar and the US dollar itself on this day seemingly is going higher alongside those metals. We've seen that happen before, and it can spell for us a bullish sign as far as pricing is concerned. Now, if we look back to those prices you were saying uh, earlier in the year that the both silver and gold started at, that trend to go higher has been in place several times. There have been numerous opportunities for both silver and gold to venture into a higher zone. Now, there is an exception as to why I would think this time would be very, very uh, not cautious, but certainly uh, cautiously optimistic about why I think prices are going to go higher. It has to do with the time of year. We're coming off of that time in which uh, typically you see, at least if we look back over the last 40, 50 years, the prices of silver and gold venture lower. And as we get into the end of June, Typically, again, over the last 40, 50 years, if you look at the charts, both gold and silver fare well in the coming months leading up until the next year. Now, if we're to see a rally ensue, we'll have to see prices that are higher in both gold and silver, and I think that it's only a matter of time before they get there. So the window of opportunity, in other words, Jeremy, is closing. It's closing down. If you want to be the buyer that says, I bought in these low price ranges that I accumulated when the value was at its greatest point, the window is closing, yes? Yes. 
I, I would agree with that. I think that when we look at our high net worth investors, we see that they are positioning themselves long term to be out of the stock market, to be out of the banking system in many respects, and to be very much long gold and silver. Because right now, you know, you're seeing the US dollar go up, which is ironic because of the amount of money that they've uh, created out of thin air. You would think that it would be really a worthless currency at this point. But I suppose that if you're going to be able to conjure up billions and billions of dollars, well, you can buy bonds with that and you can try to push the dollar up, which in my opinion, that seems to be what they've done. But down the road, when we look at all of the people that we've talked to, all of the experts in this market, they all agree that there is a tremendous opportunity in gold and silver down the road when all of these things that you're seeing, how great the economy is, um, inflation kicking up, uh, Draghi saying he's going to get rid of QE. We'll talk more about that. But when all of these things start to roll over, it's going to spell a lot of trouble for anything that's currency-based, dollar-based investments. And that includes real estate, that includes uh, stock market. And you need to be in something that does not have any counterparty risk and be your own central bank, as Greg, Gregory Manorino said last week, get into the precious metals. So again, we're seeing high net worth investors starting to position themselves for the long term here in precious metals. One eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com are both there for you to use. And if you like what we're talking about, certainly through the show, you can call that number, get some information, a free investor kit. Certainly if you want to get onto the newsletter, the weekly email that comes out, we'd be happy to put you on there. And of course we're going to be talking throughout the show, but right now if you're buying monster boxes, we love them. They're heavy, full of silver, 500, in fact, silver maple leaf coins in each box, two of those boxes, and you will get a free 10-ounce silver maple leaf coin. And these coins are beautiful, big, uh, covered in plastic, and they're big, nice, beautiful examples of the smaller one-ounce coin. So we'll give that away free of charge to anyone taking uh, two monster boxes, and for every two monster boxes you take, you can take another coin, and we're happy to do that for you there. And one of the reasons why the Monster Box is popular is because they're in one ounce increments. They come in tubes of 25. And this is a great place for investors to start with precious metals and specifically silver because they like the idea that they have this universal recognized coin that they can keep on hand like you would extra cash on hand. And even though there's a slightly higher premium for them, and that's basically because they are a minted coin, you've got the the artwork in there, but it's also the one ounce increment aspect of it. So this is a great place to start. I think anyone, I think everyone should have some silver maples as part of their, uh, portfolio as their their cash on hand if you were if you will and a lot of people will start with the monster box and i don't think you need to have more than a single monster box but we certainly have investors at guildhall who buy monster boxes exclusively uh, sometimes these are items that have been very rare where we've run into supply crunches where we couldn't get them for months on end and this is again a good opportunity for people to 
enter into the market for the first time, get those one ounce increment maples and get the 10 ounce maple at the same time, which is a beautiful bar. All right. So here we come into July. July is typically going to be the end of the summer doldrums. We've seen many rallies. In fact, in the time that we've had our doors open, there have been four major rallies. That last one, which took the price of silver to $49 an ounce, was just a windfall for those involved. Gold went up to 1920 an ounce, and it was a situation that has occurred time and time again. Now, there's been a window between the last time that it happened and the time that we're expecting it to occur again. And we've said before that the fundamentals in place are still the same. We're working on the assumption that those fundamentals will, in fact, drive the prices long, long term much, much higher. But I think the point is we're here. We're on that doorstep. If you look across the board, we've got very hawkish Fed that believes nothing can go wrong with the U.S. economy. You got everything is awesome statistics coming out with respect to unemployment. And we know the numbers are fudge, folks. You listen to this show. And if you do, you know that we talk what's behind the headlines, not the headlines. Yeah. And and I I just want to make a a point, the fact that what you're talking about is that in 2010, the run really started in August. That's right. It wasn't a go away in May and come back another day. All of them started. (laughs) I'm making up my own term. No, but Uh, all of them started. Every one of them. 2010, it it began the year before prior in, in the late summer. And 2007, going into 08 in the late summer, 2006, which begun in 05 in the late summer, all of them were in the late summer. And this is why paying attention can sometimes pay the biggest dividends of all. You're also coming into the buying gold season in India. This is the biggest time that people, especially in India, buy gold. I mean, they love gold more than they love curry. And it's not something that I made up that was from Gerald Salente. Um, But this normally starts the buying surge in gold. And as we're trading, uh, we're taping this show on Thursday afternoon, uh, silver is trading at $17.21. Gold is trading at $13.03.50. Um, as Jeremy said earlier, and so did Darren, where they spoke about uh, the U.S. currency. In actual fact, it's gone up almost one full cent today to 95.45 against a basket of six other currencies. Now, if you look this morning, uh, the Dow and the futures was up almost 100 points. They came up with jobless claims, which was 4,000 less than last week. Um and again, as we're taping this show, the Dow is starting to actually erode. Instead of being up 100 points, it's down about 15, 16 points. Um, we think gold and silver uh, is at a plateau right now. It's very, very hard to try to fish the bottom or guess the bottom when to buy in or when to sell at the top. Um, but we feel that Silver, as last week's guest, the last guest that we had on the show, said that silver is so undervalued, it doesn't matter if you buy it week to week, month to month, you're just cost average. Sooner or later, you'll wake up one morning and you see the price of silver has jumped up maybe $3 and gold has jumped up $50. Then everybody wants to be on the bandwagon. This is the time to buy gold and silver. Get it into your portfolio. Whether you buy the physical product, take it home. Go to our e-store. Go to guildhallwealth.com. Top right-hand corner, you can buy physical product, whether you're buying silver or gold in small increments or larger increments. It's available for you to take home. 
if you want to use our depository which is alloc your product is allocated segregated you get the bar numbers this is a terrific way to hold metals and we're going to talk about a little maybe in the next section um, about owning precious metals in your registered retirement plans whether it's an RRSP a TFSA or any lira any type of registered plan we're going to talk about that and also one of the wonderful ways of owning for me to own gold and silver is by using allocated finance where you're buying the physical product but you're allowed to finance up to 75 percent of that product and at these prices this is the way to get in, into it and we're going to show you with a small investment of ten thousand dollars how you can virtually double your money with a seven or eight dollar move in this market you're listening to the real money show with guildhall wealth management on global news radio 640 toronto Welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. An interesting first segment, fellas. That was a lot to talk about and cover. And some of the major issues that we're dealing with is just the fact that these markets in the broad sense are, uh, are, are headlines and they're built up on headlines and they follow through on headlines, but things get adjusted. Numbers are fudged. The realities are not the same as what they're touted to be. And as we see things progress along these lines, what we're getting is uh, discussion behind the scenes about double bubbles and, and you know, double bubbles may be a, a, a funny way to say it, but other analysts have called it an echo bubble. And really what they're talking about is saying that 2008 is happening all over again, except for this time it's 2008 on steroids. And the situation that this has put us in is one where, again, we're not paying attention. We're sleeping while we're driving and we're really just trying to get through day to day while we digest all of these headlines which suggest everything is getting better. We're not seeing our money go further and you know as we talk about gold and silver it is something that's necessary as an insurance policy within every portfolio big or small. Yeah, it's uh it's it's the fact that if you had cash under your bed it's not in the bank, it's not being used for any other purposes, it's your money. And same thing with precious metals is the idea is that there are no other counterparties that have access to your product once you own it. And uh, the difference between cash and physical precious metals, of course, is that bullion acts as a hedge against inflation, whereas most people have a tough time understanding that inflation is a way to destroy wealth and destroy your purchasing power. But you're absolutely right, Darren, about the fact that all the central banks have is what they would call forward guidance and jawboning what they can. And they're doing something completely different behind the scenes. I was listening to Powell's comments yesterday after they raised rates. And I, I wonder, you know, what tools do they actually have that they're using? And they never talk about what those tools are. They talk about inflation as if it's something that they need to control, which is just a byproduct of the fact that they're the ones who printed the money, which is creating inflation because it's not coming as a result of a desire for goods and services and them being in such high demand. Um, I'm also looking at the fact that he talked about employ unemployment and he even made a distinction between their own statistics and what he called, quote unquote, natural unemployment which is a crazy thing to all of a sudden be talking about. And where did he come up with that term? And what does it actually mean? Well, I'll tell you what it actually means. If you look at how they actually used to calculate unemployment 
and you just look at the numbers and they say, oh, unemployment's down. Well, there's over 40 million people out of work in the United States and they don't count. They're not on those statistics. And if you added them to the statistics, the unemployment rate would be at over 20%. But let's look at the double bubble. The double bubble is central banks threw the entire world economy into a vortex by bailing out Jamie Dimon. And that's it. And the, the 99% of, the, of everybody else has had to deal with the fact that Ben Bernanke gave tons and tons of money created out of nowhere to, to, cent, to the banks on Wall Street, and everyone else has paid the price ever since. And you can, as we said on the last show, you can avoid reality, but you can't avoid the consequences of avoiding reality. The double bubble's coming. Well, this is what they say, and they're talking about in particular the housing and the stock markets, and a third one, which an article that we brought this week from Zero Hedge called Here We Go Again, Our Double Bubble Economy, uh, is saying is hard to see. They call this the bubble in greed, euphoria, and credulity, and this is something that, you know, when you look across the board at what's happening, one of the major discussion points has been, are the middle class gaining their wealth back is the largest size of class, the largest number of people within any class, are they gaining their wealth back, the strength of the economy? The answer is no, they're not. They're not. And they'd be lucky if they got back to to, um, what they had prior to their losses in 2008, 2009. But despite all of that happening for a while, it was apparent that housing in the U.S. did take a big tumble and there was forecasts of... uh, foreclosure, reaching historic all-time highs. Some states were as much as one in every four homes being put up for uh, foreclosure. And now, if you look from at least the the raw data, it's suggesting that housing bubble is right back in place. However, the middle class, they're holding on. They're not ahead of the game in owning additional real estate and going back out there and doing everything they can to uh, participate in these markets. They're just simply holding on States. to what they have in the U.S. In the States. And this is a, a huge problem because if this bubble bursts, this is going to be not just foreclosure, but it's going to be the loss of everything they own. Look, the if you follow the narrative on Wall Street, you you stuck with your stocks from 2008, and maybe by the time you hit 2014, you were back to even. Well, you weren't back to even because if you actually look at your cost of hydro and gas and food and uh, insurance and tuitions and all the other costs of, of living you got to say it's more like 5%. So if you take a 5 year period, you got to tack on another 25% to what to where your break even was. So you weren't at break even. You were 25% lower than break even, which is the idea of there's there's the quoted inflation and then there's real inflation and being in the stock market long term is not actually beating inflation. You can look at all the figures, but it boils down to one thing. Easy money where you low interest rates mean that the only place you can make money is by buying real estate, uh, by investing in the stock market where there's dividends, but there's risk involved. What goes up has to come down. There is always a correction. There always will be a correction. And I've been through lots of different bubbles. I've been through lots of different corrections where real estate has got dropped as much as 40%. I've seen the stock market drop 50%. I think you know, from listening to some of the people that I I do business with, they are very, very nervous at the moment about 
fiat currency, the way it's being printed. You know, a couple of weeks ago I was on the show and I said, you know, we talk in millions and billions and trillions. And I made up a, a simple thing. You know, a million seconds. That's 11 and a half weeks. A billion seconds is like 34 years. So when you're talking trillions of dollars, that's a, that's a thousand times the 34 years. That's what's being handled. That's what's being mentioned. The U.S. deficit is $20 trillion. You know, when Obama got in, he doubled that in the eight years that he's in. Trump already has put it up, I think, about a trillion, trillion and a half dollars. Who is going to pay for that? You know, my grandchildren, my grandchildren's children. It can't be paid off. When you print and print and print, you're confiscating people's wealth. You need to get into hard assets. We've seen a run at our office where people are buying, I don't know whose newsletter it is, but there's, they're buying dom denominations of small amounts of gold, one-ounce bars. They're buying silver in 10-ounce bars and 100-ounce bars and even a lot of one-ounce bars. They think sooner or later the fiat currency will collapse it has to eventually i'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow it may not happen for six months it may not happen for a year but when it does happen it's going to happen very very quickly you know the atm machines you know you can only get so much money out of an atm machine uh, if you go into the bank you know you can have a line of credit you can have as many credit cards but sooner or later when you're borrowing from peter to pay paul it all comes to a finite end you need to have hard assets in your portfolio, and this is the time to buy gold, silver. silver. We had a guest on last week, and he made it very, very clear. Be your own central bank. I love this guy. He makes all the sense in the world. And if you haven't listened to his... Um, Greg Manorino. Greg Manorino. His YouTube channel is available, and we posted it up there, and it is. It's great. He talks about a yeah, lot of... Yeah, we posted it on ours Excellent as well. things. Excellent things. This is the time to own gold and silver. And one of the ways to own it, and I said in the last segment, was allocated. Why don't you give an example, Darren, of allocated? Well, it's really simple, Paul. The way we approach this is to say simply that this is not the opportunity for you to take a dollar and turn it into $3 and borrow money you don't have. Rather, the exact opposite. If you were planning on putting let's say forty, fifty thousand dollars to work in the market, you could be spending a fraction of that while still getting the added advantage of having physical bullion in your name stored for you that's completely accessible. We have a plan to do that and it is called allocated financing. Essentially allows you to put up as little as, well, in our plan, the way we prefer clients to do it, but 45% of the total metal value you want to invest in, which means you get to hold back the other 55%. That stays in your pocket for you to do whatever you want to do with. So if you were going to put out as an example, 20,000 or 22,000 and buy a thousand ounces of silver, you are literally laying out around 10 to 11,000 instead. And that gets you the same thousand ounces, 10, 100 ounce Royal Canadian Mint silver bars using the process of allocated financing. And that's how you start taking a small acorn and turning it into an oak tree. Gentlemen, it is one of the best ways in a moving market that you can invest in silver or gold. And one of the best things is that the product is there. It's fully allocated in your name. You can go to the vault and personally audit your holdings. 
and finance them at the same time, which lowers your risk and increases your your gains as well. And yes, we still give a free gram of gold for every 5,000 US spent in this account. So there is a little bit of an added advantage to buying the allocated financing account. All right, the numbers to call 1-877-8-SILVER. Go to the website, it's guildhallwealth.com. There you can get a ton of information about everything we've been discussing. You can look at the blog, updates on the market, Pricing on gold and silver is right there on our website. You can buy online if you wish to. And each of these various ways of ownership are discussed on that website. Or you can call the number, get a free investment package or more material. Get yourself onto the email newsletter. It is free of charge, folks. We'd love for you to have it. When we come back, we're going to talk natural fancy colored diamonds. We're going to talk about the ECB and its situation right now. Draghi made a lot of comments this week, and he's looking to wean them off of quantitative easing. What will the impact be on gold and silver? That and much more. You are tuned to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back once again to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. The number to call one 78 silver guildhallwealth.com. Let's switch gears for a minute, fellas, because there is something that in addition to gold and silver has the same impactful benefits of growing your wealth, ensuring your wealth, and being a complete winner when it comes to the track record that we've seen with natural fancy colored diamonds. Now, this is an important time of year. This is post-JCK show, the largest of its kind in the world in Las Vegas, in which uh, it was obviously a show this year in uh, where we did see very little in the way of unique ideas coming forth. What we did see was that jewelry is on the rise. There's lots talking about that. The wealth to wear segment is growing. We've caught on to that and have been leaders in that from day one in terms of customizing your loose diamonds for you in terms of wearing your wealth. And we also saw that it's getting very difficult to get quality diamonds, the type that we're used to owning that we provide for our clients. This year's show of the JCK, uh, Rio Tinto that owns the Argyle Mine didn't even have a booth this year which tells you they are closing up that mine 2021 when that mine closes and they produce 90% of the world's pinks. The price of pinks are going to go through the roof, especially Argyles. Now from the Colored Diamond Research Foundation, pink diamonds over the last 10 years of quality have risen in price approximately 350%. Now that's not every diamond, but this is diamonds from auction houses, from high-end stores and from companies like such as ourselves that sell very, very high-quality Argyle pinks. Now, I was able to procure a small package of Argyle pinks this year, um, actually from a site holder, which means they are an atelier. They deal directly with the Rio Tinto, and they had some diamonds that I purchased. Um, and We haven't put them up on the website yet. They will be going up. Uh, as an example, there's a 0.25 um, carat fancy pink VS2. It's an oval shape. You're looking at round about $18,000 US to get into this type of market. Um, I've got a 0.35 carat fancy pink VS2. Uh, again, it's a radiant cut, beautiful cut. You're looking at around about 31500 US. Now, these are the type of stones that over the next, I believe, 5, 10 years will double and triple in price. So 
again, there was not a lot of great quality product out there, but we were able to to procure some really, really nice stones. One other diamond I do have is a 0.41 fancy purposely pink VS2. Uh, it's oval cut, really, really incredible stone, and we're looking around about $45,000 US. So for our listeners, you mentioned the term purplish pink or purple pink, and sometimes they'll be on our website and have seen these types of diamonds. Some may even own them. What is the importance of understanding purplish pink or purple pink versus just a pure pink? So when we're talking about a modifier, you want, you're looking for modifiers that would actually enhance the value of the stone. So for example, the color purple is going to add a dimension of color to the, to the diamond. Also purples are more rare. So that's going to raise the value. Uh, a color modifier like brown, for example, would actually lower the value of the pink. So if you're looking for investing in a, in a natural fancy color diamond, brownish pink is not really where you want to go. Um, especially those are the type of diamonds that, that will not incur value long-term as much as getting something like a modifier that's increasing value like purplish pink. Um, purplish pink would be um, a little less than purple pink. Purple pink would say that it's almost half purple, half pink. Purplish pink would say that there's a little bit of purple in that diamond. But either way, when you think of the term of Having, having purple in the pink color, you're thinking of, of colors like lilac, which are really, really beautiful. And so a diamond like this, having the purple modifier is going to increase value, not only initially when you're acquiring it, but also increase value long term as well. So this is one of those type of diamonds that if you already have several pink diamonds, maybe this is a, a, an interesting way to go. Or if you can only acquire one diamond for your portfolio, let it be a pink and let it be something like a purplish pink. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com. There you'll see the collection of diamonds that we have, and you'll find more material to educate yourself. Now, it makes all the world of sense to be able to put all this together and understand what the next step is, which is either you're going to get into the office and you're going to see a diamond and actually touch, feel, and know what you're buying, and or you actually make the investment. Now, to get that money into the market, you've got multiple options in terms of the diamonds that we have. Paul, you've got another example of a diamond that could easily be something that somebody buys today. Yeah, absolutely. We, we uh, had a, one of our Argyle tender stones from about seven years ago. Uh, we sold that to a client for $55,000 US. It was a 0.59 fancy intense VS. That year, there was approximately 60 stones that went into the tender. 11 of the stones were VS quality. Now, at Guildhall, we only sell VS quality or higher in pinks. So we are only looking for the highest quality investment diamond. But that diamond for $55,000 wholesale today would be a quarter of a million dollars US. So there's a typical example where something didn't go up 300% or 350, it went up 400%. And that's the type of money you can make on these investments in natural fancy colored diamonds if you buy the right product. At Guildhall, we supply you with a GIA, which is a Gemology Institute of America. That is the guide that gives you the qualification and the certification of that diamond. We supply an independent appraisal. Now, an appraisal is 
there for your insurance purposes. We don't inflate our appraisals. Our appraisals are done by Harold Weinstein that does work for the RCMP and insurance companies and all types of other people to get the highest quality uh, of recognizable appraisal. So we don't say something is $55,000 and the appraisal is a quarter of a million. We don't work that way. The appraisal may come in at 100, 120 for insurance purposes because we are a second tier wholesaler. We don't have a store on Bloor Street where we're charged, being charged incredible rents and have to have a security guard standing at the door at all times. All right, so let's get the number. It's one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. That's where we can go and see these diamonds, and there are plenty there to see. And the idea of growing money is nothing new. It's ages old. I mean, thousands of years, people have invested in all kinds of different things. But this particular arena is very interesting to me, especially with the pinks, because it's almost like saying... I'm going to buy a Fabergé egg before I know what I'm actually buying. I'm going to buy a Picasso before he actually died. You know, this is what's happening with pink diamonds right now. It's experiencing a seismic shift in the amount or availability of those diamonds. And there's nothing in that void that will take its place as of yet. I do the research. I have written on this particular topic. There is only one mine that has the capacity to do what a fraction of the Argyle mine is doing in pink diamonds, and that mine is having a hard time right now in Western Australia finding any new deposits. So not only will 90% of the world's diamonds go, but 10% of, of the, the pink diamonds, of yeah. the pink diamonds, 10% of the world's rough diamonds are gone once Argyle mine shuts down. So this is like being ahead of the game. Investing in this now, my goodness, you are doing yourself a huge investment service by being ahead of the game. And, you know, we're talking about the tap being shut off, but ultimately pink diamonds are extremely rare to begin with. It doesn't matter. It, even if that mine never closed, you know, Paul, you talked about the Argyle tender that there's 40, 40, 50 diamonds a year come to tender, which are their best diamonds of the year. We have seen and, and we know... We've seen it ourselves, but we know from the Fancy Color Research Foundation that pink diamonds over a carat, whether they're fancy, whether they're intense, or whether they're vivid, have increased all have been over 300% in over over 10 years. And I think that these are the type of gains that people want to see. Now, not everyone might be able to spend half a million on a, on a diamond, but you can certainly get into this market for well under 50 and and be a part of it. Another way that you can be a part of it is if you're thinking about getting into some jewelry, look at a fancy colored diamond. It expresses individuality. And if you look at the rings that we have on guildhallwealth.com and go to the jewelry section, we have a video of one of the rings we just created. It's, it's actually a fancy yellow. We put a, a halo around it. It's, it looks like a flower almost the way it's been created. We use incredible jewelers, and if you see this video, you're going to be so surprised to know that this is a, a diamond ring that you can have for under 20000 Canadian taxes included. So by, by skipping the retail and acquiring a really high-end diamond and then having a custom, fitting, a custom setting created, not only is it going to be uh, less to get into the market, but it's actually going to be a higher value, higher quality product. 
Well, that diamond that we have on the website that's uh, of the video, any one of the retail stores of high end uh, are going to be forty, forty-five thousand dollars for that for that ring, because it's an amazing, an amazing ring, and we've got it on for less than twenty thousand dollars, just to showcase what we actually do. I, every time I show it, I always ask, "How much do you think that is?" And everyone always thinks it's over a hundred thousand. Well, it is a magnificent ring. Well, one eight seven seven eight silver is the number to call. Guildhallwealth.com, the website. It is important that you do call, and we think that you're going to find extreme value when adding one of these to your investment portfolio. And the idea of wealth to wear, it's something that is a fantastic experience. The feedback has been tremendous from our existing clientele. And to think that you have something that is wearable for decades to come and still maintains its value and increases in value over that same time is an amazing investment for certain. Now, when we come back in the fourth segment, we're going to be talking about the ECB and what Draghi said this week. He thinks that there's going to be a soft patch. And against that backdrop, that soft patch in the ECB, he is announcing, dovishly or not, that he's going to end quantitative easing. What does this mean to gold and silver in the eurozone? How does it impact everything? We're going to talk about that and more and how to tie in the colored diamonds with gold and silver in one package altogether. That and a lot more to come on The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. The website is guildhallwealth.com and the product is registered accounts. We've been talking throughout the show how to acquire gold and silver, and one of the areas that we have a lot of fun with is uh, the registered accounts, whether it be an RRSP or it be a spousal RSP, a Lira account, your TFSA, another great area where you can put gold and silver into these accounts, have it allocated and segregated physically in your name, make changes to those accounts via phone call. Go and visit your product. It is physical, so it will be there. And our client's response to being able to do this has been overwhelmingly positive. We've been offering this now since about 2015, and this has been a very big growing trend with how people actually invest in gold and silver. Now, we've gone through the deadline, obviously, for last year, and we're well into this year's contribution range. For those that are thinking about it, this is a fantastic way to use some of that contribution money to get some diversity into your portfolio. Jeremy, your experiences with this have been like mine, I'm sure, that the clients have been extremely positive. And Paul, as we like to do with everything, when a person does invest in a registered account and puts gold and silver into it, we do give them a little bit of a freebie. We give them one gram of gold for every 5,000 US they put into there, maximum of 10 grams total. And clients love this. They love that little thank you card with that gram of gold coming home. And it's a reminder of what they're actually investing in. And there's several types of investors who are getting involved in the precious metals, especially within the RSP. There are those that are wanting to take advantage of the opportunity. They're investing in the TFSA. They're putting as much silver in there as they possibly can. Some have loaded up the entire TFSA with with silver specifically. We have other large investors who are trying to get out of the stock market. They're in cash. They're in physical bullion. They want to be 
What's great about this investment is the product held in an independent vault outside the banking system, but it is all regulated through IROC. But again, the product is outside the banking system. So that gives a lot of comfort to larger investors as well. And then you're seeing some investors who are looking at their portfolios and they're saying, wow, you know, for all of the stock market increases, I'm not really seeing those gains through my regular dealers and the mutual funds, et cetera. And they're, again, looking at the value of gold and silver, seeing how they're so undervalued, and they're looking to take advantage there. And then you're also seeing other investors who are, again, as we talked about earlier in the show, Darren, just starting to diversify, getting prepared long-term for the fact that Stock markets can fall down. Paul, you talked about it in a, a couple segments ago. Housing can come down. Uh, things can fall apart. And when they do, they can unravel very, very quickly. Let's prepare long term here. And gold and silver are safe havens, but they protect against inflation. They protect wealth and they grow wealth. Silver and gold are up over 300% since 2001. And we're just about in the green this year. And I think the, the, the next half of the year is going to be very positive for the metals. Well, if you're listening to this week's news and you were watching or reading anything about the Eurozone and you have money invested there or you have family there and you like to take your time to pay attention, you will have noticed that Draghi, the head of the European Union, or the, uh, sorry, European Central Bank, came out this week and uh, I guess against his typical character, kind of sided with what analysts were saying is that there's a ton of weakness in the Eurozone. Usually Draghi will come out and he'll turn his back to the analyst and he'll say, I know that's just the way you perceive it. This is really what's happening. Or he'll put some type of uh, bullish spin on the numbers that don't seem so good. Well, this week he came out and he actually had his presser and he was offering a more bullish flip side perspective and saying, look, let's look at the long term. Uh, and it looked to analysts as though he was giving in on the short to medium term. So immediately we see gold and silver respond positively. U.S. dollar really did gain strength as we're taping the show on Thursday. It's up on the week against the Canadian and also the index is up. And here we also have gold and silver rising. So Draghi says he doesn't want to underplay the existing risks to the outlook. He's uh, the, under, the underlying strength of the economy has not changed. But he also says that the soft patch may last longer than implied in forecast. Now, Jeremy, he said that against also a backdrop of a reduction to nothing in quantitative easing. He's suggesting they're going to end it all very soon. Right, which is, which is to me, a comment on par with Bush declaring victory in Iraq. It's just words. It's just words. And, you know, at the end of the day, and this the sell-off, of course, was he said they're going to stop QE. Markets got jittery over there. They jumped from one one bad uh, currency to the other, which is the, they go from the euro to the dollar. Okay, so you can see that happening. But what they're actually trying to do is, we were talking earlier about the double bubble. Central banks are just preparing for the fact that th this double bubble is coming. The next market crash is coming and they have to prepare some, some way. And you can't prepare for a market crash by lowering interest rates from one and a half percent to zero. Bernanke got it from, he was up as high as 7% and they dropped it and then they dropped it again. But central banks today don't have that. So they have to appear as though things are getting better, even if they're not. 
So I think this is all just optics. I think it's all just more a lot more jawboning. And you look at your own situation and, and you ask yourself if you're getting ahead more so than you were 10 years ago and start to look for value at this point. I think it's just straight and clear. You're not getting the interest rates. You're, you know, you could get a 5% yield. Okay, great. But if the stock goes down 5%, it's overvalued by 20, 30%. What happens then? You have to have something that's undervalued. You have to have something that doesn't correlate to currencies, that has zero counterparty risk. I don't see why everyone shouldn't have some gold and silver in their portfolio today. Well, one of the things as well is whether it's a TFSA or an RSP, I mean, how many people uh, can afford to buy Amazon at $1,700 or Apple stock or Netflix? You know, those are the stocks that have actually gone up incredibly. They've probably doubled over the, the last 12 months. Most people buy stocks that are, you know, even if you want to buy the Royal Bank stock, I think it's $99, $100 stock. How many shares are you going to be able to put into your portfolio? So silver and gold to me is something that is an tremendously undervalued and has nothing but upside. And there's not a lot of downside. Well, I would say two things. One, you mentioned Amazon at 17 or one of those at $1,700, which is where gold is. Gold is $100 under its all-time high in Canadian dollars. Um, but it's actually undervalued against the amount of money that they've concocted out of nowhere. When you look at the debts, as you discussed in, earlier in the show, um, all of the money that they're creating out of nowhere, you have to say, okay, well, actually gold at 1700 is is cheap, not overvalued. But that said, you can buy it in smaller increments. You can buy a half ounce. You can buy a quarter ounce. You can buy some grams. And if And if you still feel that that's a little too rich for you, you got silver. Silver's more undervalued than probably any commodity out there. You know, for the last, I have two grandchildren, one on the way, making it three. But every birthday, I give an ounce of gold to my grandkids. Uh, my granddaughter's 12 years old. She's got 12 ounces of gold. My grandson has 10 ounces of gold. Now, I was giving them gold when it was 400 or $500 an ounce. It went up as high as 1900 an ounce. Right now, it's $1,300 an ounce. Over a period, you know, by the time they get to 18, gold could be $5,000 an ounce. I know it's only six, seven years down the road, but you know what? Things happen very, very quickly. As quick as something goes up, it comes down. And the product of gold and silver is so undervalued now, there is nothing but upside. Upside is where you're going to make money. Simple as that. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com's website. Gentlemen, before we end today's show, there have been numerous ways we have discussed uh, owning hard assets. We've talked about colored diamonds. We've talked about silver and gold, allocated financing, registered accounts. These are all, uh, when it comes down to it, the same set of fundamentals working together. What is your preferred way to package this together? I will tell you mine. I like silver. It is my favorite metal. I would go with whatever you can afford in a pink diamond and a thousand ounce allocated silver account. Something like that we could do with a client for under $40,000. We have a couple of options there still. There is only a couple of diamonds left on our site under that range, which are presenting themselves as options right now. And when they're gone, I don't think that the next generation of pink diamonds that we are going to own will be of uh, as low a price. So Jeremy, what's for you? 
what do you prefer when you're getting a client together and he says, I want to have something of everything. What do you like to put together before we go? Yeah, I think you've got to look at the RSPs. I think everyone has, has read, most people have registered accounts. I think you want to have some sort of physical product in there, whether it's gold or silver. I personally like gold long-term in the registered accounts. And I agree, Darren, I think the window of you know, 20,000 US for a pink diamond, I think that window is shutting fast. Paul, yourself, what is your preferred Myself, way? Myself, uh, I like physical product and I like financing, but I like the depository where you have physical product. Uh, I like to have, for every 1,000 ounces of silver, I like to have 15 ounces of gold. Okay, That's it's a great ratio. It's very simple. Three different opinions, and those opinions are available to you, folks. You can just pick up the number. It's one eight seven seven eight silver Get onto the weekly email list. It'll give you valuable information, jam-packed full of articles, and go to the website, guildhallwealth.com. There you'll find a multitude of different uh, ideas and opinions through the blog and various other parts of the website on gold, silver, and natural fancy colored diamonds. That's what you got to do. Get into these markets and do it before they're gone and they're no longer of value like they are today. You have been listening, and we are thankful that you did, to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. We'll see you next week on the Global News Radio 640 Toronto News Network.